Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Put some BTP sports in your cup and listen up. I came to bring the pain. What up, though? Yo, what up though, BTP fans and supporters, and welcome to episode 12, I believe, mm-hmm. of your favorite sports talk show, and that is Bring the Pain Sports Talk After Further Review. I am El Tajon Mitchell Brock, <laughs> here with the great sports Morpheus, Richard Walker, Q and the crew. And let's get this party cracking. So the first thing we want to address is um, this situation that happened in uh, Uvalde uh, right here in Texas, which mm-hmm. is down by the uh, the border um, on May 24th, my anniversary of all days. Um, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos cowardly walked into Rob Elementary School and unloaded on children Mm -hmm. killing i think two adults and the last tally that i heard was 19 children Mm -hmm. and um that that is it's unthinkable it's it's unfathomable unfathomable man go ahead what you got um we live in a society today where unfortunately we we in a in a span of a month this we've had this happen twice and i i'm sorry to say we may be looking at the tip of the iceberg um we got both sides of the aisle. You know, I myself, I'm a proud gun owner. I'm a responsible gun owner. I think guns are good for protection uh, for those that, you know, like to use for sports and for hunting and, you know, target practice. There's nothing, there's absolutely, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But there has to be some measure in place. I mean, we have measures in place for alcohol purchases. You got to be 21 years old to purchase alcohol. Mm-hmm. You have to be 18 years old to operate a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you got to be eight, eight, I believe 18 or 21 to purchase cigarettes, things like mm-hmm. that. Well, vehicle is 16. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're 16. Yeah. But still you have, you have controls in place. Mm-hmm. We don't, we seem to have lost sight of that with, with guns. And in Texas specifically, they just passed the, 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 Sec, uh, I forgot what it's called, the Constitutional Carry Law, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Yep. Basically, the long and short of it is it doesn't require you to have any type of licensing or any type of training to own a firearm in the state of Texas. That is some of the most irresponsible, stupid stuff that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's not required, but I still have an LTC, a license to carry. Correct. Because you go to a classroom, you get trained by an instructor, you learn the laws, you go to the branch and you practice Correct. And you learn about situations. My license to to um, to carry instructor. Shout out to uh, Nelson down at the uh, Marshman uh, Indoor Range here in Houston. Outstanding instructor. If you guys ever have a need, that's the guy you want to go see. He's been instructor for at least 30, 40 years. He taught us in that class. Your gun is not to get you out of situations. It's not to. It's not for you to be a big bully and walk around and flash your gun like mm-hmm. I'm. I can. You know. Do whatever to you, card. Your your weapon is for protection, and along those lines, you are also responsible as a gun a gun owner to make sure that it doesn't fall into the hands of someone that may use it to harm other people. Mm-hmm. He taught us how to lock out our our weapons, how to store them properly, uh, how to access them quickly in case of a home invasion. These are the things that everyone needs to know before mm-hmm. you before you get your hands on a gun. You want to be a legal gun owner, 
That's the way it should be. Now, all the people who say, well, criminals are going to get guns, blah, blah, blah. That's true. But again, criminals normally steal guns from irresponsible gun owners who don't properly take care of them. And this is the case here. This guy was able to purchase a weapon legally. No problem. Two of them. Two of them. He had a handgun and a rifle. Handgun and a rifle. No problem. It's too easy. Yeah. It's way too easy. Now, that's a good point. Um, But at the same time, we have to address the issues that's you covered everything as far as, as, as the gun situation, but as far as the mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can talk about mental health with, again, whites, and we addressed uh, mental health with blacks, mm-hmm. the same thing goes with Hispanics. Mm-hmm. That's not talked about as, as much either. And I'm not putting my cape on for Hispanics, but right. it's the truth. Right. Clearly, this young man had mental issues. Right. No one that does not have, I don't care how evil you are. People say evil, evil, evil. I don't care how evil you are. No one who has all of their marbles is walking into an elementary school and shooting children right. with a rifle. Right. I don't care what nobody, and can't nobody convince me of that. Right. You know, so first of all, he shot his grandmother before he got to the mm-hmm. school. Let's mm-hmm. begin with that. Right. He killed his grandmother. He killed his grandmother. Right. Who was raising him. Right. So, yeah, you, you, I, you covered it. Right. You covered it as far as uh, my and myself, you know, being in law enforcement security for almost 12 years myself, having have had all the training, mm-hmm. having uh, been able to carry, having an LTC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in that industry anymore, but I still have my license to carry. Right. And of course, I still have the training. Right. Let, let's address the officers now. They're they're conflicting reports about the officers and like i've told people several times when it comes to uh active shooter there are like anything in law enforcement there are policies and procedures in place Mm -hmm. or not policies i'm sorry procedures and protocols in place to make entry okay you have to wait until you have enough bodies you have to make sure all entry and exit points are covered there are procedures in place however from what i'm hearing there was, I heard one report that said 40 minutes mm-hmm. and I heard another report that said 90 minutes mm-hmm. before they made entry mm-hmm. in a city like Uvalde. Yeah. There's absolutely no excuse for that. Right. Now I'm not saying run in there and be a hero and get your own cat pill now. And like I was telling somebody else, I said, listen, people believe that police officers are required to sacrifice themselves for others. That's not true. Right. Police officers are trained to we we police officers risk their lives for the safety of others. Every time you put that gun belt on, you're risking your life. Mm-hmm. But there is no procedure or protocol in place that calls for an officer to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it comes to active shooter, you don't a you don't know how many shooters there are. Mm-hmm. You don't know the location of the shooter. Mm-hmm. You don't know the location of the the victims or per se so that's why you don't just run in there gung-ho because now you get all the officers killed now what okay however even if it's 40 minutes there's absolutely no excuse for it to take that That long long. to make entry there's no situation it should take 40 minutes right to get in place and and make entry right and then i heard another report not sure if you heard this one or not I heard that officers were going in the school and just pulling out their, their own, own children, children and coming back out. 
Mm-hmm. You heard that too, right? Mm-hmm. What you got for that? I heard that on CNN. Yeah, me too. Uh, Wolf Blitzer uh, uh, talked about that on his show. That is a, a beyond comprehensible act of cowardice and selfishness. selfishness. Those children, all of them are precious. All of them are valuable. And I understand the, the love of a parent, you know, to, to want to protect your child. But if, you, if you're brave enough to go into that school and get your child out, you need to get all the rest of them out too. And yes, there are policies and procedures, but at the same time, there is something just called good old common damn sense. Correct. Because from what I've also heard is that they knew that they had the, the, the they had cleared the rest of the school. Okay. They had him isolated to a classroom. Okay. I, I, I know they that had part. him isolated to a classroom. Okay. And that's where a lot of the, the children, that's where the body count increased. One class. He was shooting the kids in the class. Okay. So he shot, uh, you know, for what I understand, a, a, a teacher that tried to stop him from, someone that tried to stop him from, from entering. Right. Then he shot another adult somewhere in the hallway, entered the classroom. So that's the two adults. And then that's where. So they're not, most of the 19 right. were in one room. Right. It was the teacher trying to stop him from entering the class that, that got she got killed. And then he went to the classroom and. You know that, yeah. See now, now when I'm speaking of procedures right. and protocols, I'm speaking in general, right? Because I don't know enough about that. We know what we hear on the news, right? But I didn't know enough about. I didn't know that, right? I didn't know that, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. No way would it should it ever take. We 40 have minutes. seen police officers kicking doors and going to homes unknown to arrest drug dealers, yes, to arrest murderers, yes. to arrest uh, hell, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean. Uh, if you're not trained and you're not willing to say, okay, there's going to be some situations that aren't in a training boot, mm-hmm. but as a, as a officer, I've taken the oath to, 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 to serve and protect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to go off, off that rule book a little bit mm-hmm. and just start using good old common human decency. Mm-hmm. If you have the potential ability to stop an active shooter from killing people, and you're in the facility, in the vicinity. And I mean, there are other things that, you know, officers are trained, you know, how to take cover, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You got to take your shot, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm it's, 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 to me, it's criminal. Yeah. There, I think there should be some type of criminal liability for an officer that fails to do their job in such a situation. Just like the last time they had the, the, the school uh, shooting. Uh, I can't recall exactly where. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Oh, and the officer is outside the school behind the wall. And then we found out that he was retiring in two weeks. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And listen, having have been in that industry, would I run into an elementary school and risk my now again, like I said, there's no protocol that causes for an officer to sacrifice his life. But would Mitchell Brock sacrifice his life to save a classroom full of children without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and if my wife hears this, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But when I was single without a question, mm-hmm. when I think about it twice now that I have a wife and a family, maybe, but would Mitchell Brock run into a building and take risk, taking a bullet to save a classroom full of children without thinking no twice. question. Right. Without thinking twice, so uh, uh, again, one hundred percent on that. But uh, just a sad situation. It's a very sad situation. And, and then you go back. You said there were two. There were actually four. Right. 
there were four mass shootings within a, t- uh, a month span. Can't even keep up with them anymore. Remember Buffalo? Right. Um, church, the church, the church in California. Mm-hmm. That was like two days after Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then there was one in Chicago a few days after that. Of yeah. course, they're not talking much about that one. No. Of course, and you know why they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're not talking about Buffalo that much. Mm-hmm. And then you had this one. So my thing is this. What type of society and what type of world do we live in where and like, and like I posted about it on social media, the Buffalo one hit me hard. I, I shed tears. Mm-hmm. I, I cried when I when I saw their pictures because mm-hmm. it was in a predominantly black neighborhood. And they were the elders of the community. Oh, the, I mean, the, the grandfathers, the grandmothers, some, the deacons, some of the names the, that I can think of was Mabel, Geraldine, Ern, uh, Mabel, er, Ernestine, Geraldine. Mm-hmm. Bro, those are our moms and aunts mm-hmm. and grandmothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my my mother is 75 years old. Mm-hmm. She goes to the grocery store at least two or three times a week. Right. And it's just like, hey, I'm going to run up to Kroger. Right. What if my mom says, hey, I'm going to run to Kroger and she never comes back? Yeah. That the thought of that just was too much for me. Yeah. So what kind of society do we live in where our elders can't go to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. People can't go to church. Mm-hmm. And our babies can't go to school. Right. What what kind of society do we live the in? The most man? common places where you would where we all go. Up. Right. Right. It's is 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 too much for me, man. And, and Steve, shout out to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just for a second, let me let me get political. You damn Republicans and Democrats, get on my last damn nerve. I'm sick of the jackasses and I'm sick of the elephants. We're all sick of you. Get off of your ass and get something done. Something. Stop coming to our churches when it's time to get votes. Stop texting me. I'm not voting for none of your asses. Stop texting me on election day or the week of election. Stop running your stupid ass campaign ass. Get off your ass and get some shit done. We are tired of all of you. This is a call to action for all of us. This this next this next primary season around. Sit it out. Anybody? No no no. Don't sit it out. Anybody who's in office right now, vote for their opponent. I don't care what party they're for. Get their asses out of the office in the primaries. You're not even, you're not even going to the playoffs. You can, we can you out now. Get their asses out of office in the primary. We need new blood. We need new people in office that are going to get off their ass and get something done. And if they don't get it done, replace them too. We're sick of y'all. And one thing that people do that I, I – and. We'll just take the presidential election, for example. Sick of Biden, too. Sick of Biden, sick of Trump, sick of all of y'all. Because everybody knows that one, okay? People who say, oh, I'm going to vote for Biden just to get Trump out. (laughs) My thing is this. I'm not going to vote. Well, that vote, if you uh, write in somebody or if you vote for somebody who is not, doesn't have a chance to win, who doesn't have the backing of a party, your vote doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not true mm-hmm. because me, who I am, I'm going to vote for who I believe in. Right. I don't care if I am literally that person's only vote. Right. I'm going to cast my vote for who I believe right. in. Now, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan by a union. My mother was the ex- on the executive board of the UAW in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So when I say I was raised union, my blood, if you cut me right now, it's blue mm-hmm. because of the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. I was the type of person that would go in and vote straight party Democrat mm-hmm. because that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. But the older I got and the more I started doing my own research and started being able to think for myself, I said, wait a minute, these people 
Republicans and Democrats are fangs in the mouth of the same snake. Mm-hmm. They come out here every four years. Mm-hmm. They do a song and dance. Mm-hmm. They do what they Thoughts do. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. They get their votes and they go back in the hide. When was the last time you seen Kamala Harris? Pearls and pearls and chucks. Don't worry, I'll wait. Pearls and chucks. She came out, and, and I'm gonna call her out. She came out with her hot sauce in her purse. Mm-hmm. She get on live talking about. She was on the breakfast. Uh, yeah, the Breakfast, breakfast Club. Club. And he asked her, "Who'd you listen to in college?" She said, "Tupac." Tupac, Tupac wasn't, wasn't even, even around. Tupac, <laughs> Tupac, was, a, was, a Tupac was in ele- uh, junior high. <laughs> I did the math. Tupac, Tupac was, was in junior child, high yeah. when she was in college. Yeah, and then, she, and then she got on there and say, "Yeah, um, shout out to my boy Fife Dog. Fife Dog had been dead for five years. That's what we deal with. Mm-hmm. That's what we deal mm-hmm. with. Oh, I carry hot sauce in my purse. Really?" They come out, they do their song and dance every four years, and then they go back into hiding together, mm-hmm. have drinks and dinner, and they laugh at us. Yep. That's what yep. they do. Go play golf and, and together. hang out in the Hamptons together. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. So miss me with that, man. Miss me with that. So um, this is good. This is good. Sport, sports aside, man, mm-hmm. we this needs to be talked about. Shout out to Coach Kerr, man. That, uh, that speech, oh, he, I was just—he got, he got me. He, he made he, the, the hair on the back of my neck stand up, yep. man. Like, like that was a powerful call to action, and I appreciate, I appreciate you, Coach, for 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 sh- before they even tried to start anything with the press con, you shut them down and you said, "Look, hey, attention on this right here." Right, and that, that was that was a a hell of a statement that Coach made, man. That, that was that was. Amazing. Thank you for caring. Yeah. Thank you for caring, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. anytime a grown man starts to cry and yeah. you see his lips quivering, yeah. that's somebody who cares, man. Yeah. And, and sh- yeah, shout out to Coach Kerr on that, man. Yeah. It, it's just <sighs> some, something's got to be done, man. Mm-hmm. Something's got to be done. But um, you got anything else to wrap uh, this up? Like I said, use use the power of the vote. Yeah. And it's not the, not the general election. Get these guys' asses out of office in the primary. Look at their voting records. All those, all those who voted against the, the gun restrictions and things and such, get their asses out of office in the primary. It's time for some upsets. Yes. 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 Time for some upsets. So, all right. Transitioning. Transitioning. Let's get off into what the Morpheus has got going on. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you who have been following, uh, you know that I am the um, – media captain for the NFL alumni wellness program, uh, specifically targeting obesity. We have a wellness challenge going on. Uh, I am also proud to, to share that um, our good friend, uh, Patrick Creighton of ESPN 97.5 right here in Houston has joined the challenge. He's already uh, on his first week in the program. He's Creighton doing great. Uh, I am his coach. So Patrick and I, you know, chit chat or text every morning. So, you're going to see a lot less of him very soon. I'll just say <laughs> literally. That. Yeah, literally. But um, if you want to join the challenge, um, you can go to our website, which is btpsportstalk.com. There's a link there. Or you can also go to press.nflalumni.org. I know that's different from the normal site. We, we wanted to make it very easy for everyone to get in. There's a button right there. Under, you'll see a picture and video of me. You'll see also uh, David Blaha, uh, Reggie Brown, some of the other coaches uh, from the Alumni Association. You can pick your own coach. You ain't have to pick me. You can pick one of them. You don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that guy talked too much. Huh? Okay, cool. Pick somebody else. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. We want you to help help you get to your goals. 
This is a team effort, and we are going to win the game against our opponent, obesity, um, which is the common ground for a lot of health issues in America right now. So that being said, time to do the weekly duty. Last week, we weighed in at 338. Uh, 338. 34.8. So we're down another. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, it didn't record. Ah, well, well, we got it. You want, you want to do it again? Yeah, no, we got it for Q. Okay. Yeah. Q, Q, Q. Yeah. My bad. Q, Q is on. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. Like, Get this man his flowers. Yeah. Bro, the, the magic that happens here, it ain't, it ain't all us, man. So. I, I have people hit me up all the time, ask me, Rich, how we, some serious, some of them just like to waste time. Some, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, how do y'all do this? Da, da, da. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, and Q, if you can put your information on screen, I don't know if you can do it that quick. Sacred Stone Studios is where all this magic happens. So shout out to Q and the crew. Uh, they are the they are the wheels that make the car go. So, Mark and Marcus Jones, we ain't forgot about yeah, you, dog. And Mark. here's the thing. All this production and this music and all this different yeah. stuff you see the intro that fire ass intro that y'all hear at most two people mm -hmm. q and marcus mm -hmm. and majority of the time it's one of the two right majority of the time one person makes all this happen at the most two right so shout out to our crew man yeah so shout again sacred stone studios <laughs> sacred stone studios for those if you're serious if you bought that life Come on down, come on down to death row. <laughs> <laughs> and holler my man Q. You for know, sure. he'll, he'll get you pointed in the right direction. For sure, for sure. So, um, all right, let's let's go off into some sports since we're here. Okay. Um, I think we'll talk a little bit. Yeah, later. I guess we can yeah. talk a little bit of sports. It's just I, I had I had to get that off my chest publicly. Yeah. Like everything I, I've said in that last segment, I've I've had those private conversations, you know, with my wife and family, mm -hmm. things like that. But I needed it to be I needed to be heard. Mm -hmm. We needed that to be heard. Mm -hmm. So um, NBA uh, finals are almost set. They're halfway set. Um, the Golden State Warriors punched their ticket by getting rid of the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I called it. You almost you almost had it. You, you a gentleman sweep. You called yeah. You, you you called the sweep. But I said nah. Dallas is still one at the crib, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, Luca got hot, did his uh his thing, and, and they got one at the house. Mm -hmm. But at the um at the end of the day, the Golden State Warriors are the 2022 NBA Western Conference champions, and they await the winner of the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat series, which is now tied three three. And we get some Memorial Day weekend. We get a Memorial Day weekend game seven. Yes, which was not an accident. Did you watch the game last night? Yep. Let's talk about those last <laughs> few minutes of the game. Uh, the refs made damn sure that there was going <laughs> to be a game seven. 
Because the whole game, they let him play, they let him play, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, foul. Foul. Oh, I looked, I looked at him. Foul. I touched his computer. Foul. <laughs> touched his hat. Foul. <laughs> they went above and beyond to make damn sure that the Heat won that game. It was like somebody – uh, from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings calling the <laughs> they hit the button. They, they, they hit the button. button. Yeah, <laughs> game setting. Boop, done, bro. It and I made the, I posted about this. It, it was insane. Like it was very bad. It man. could this not have been bad. more obvious, man. The one when I knew it was two actually. It was one where after PJ Tucker made that steal mm-hmm. and um, I forgot who it was, but reached around, reached around and, and t- touched his jersey. His jersey, just, his jersey, just literally. Yeah. His finger grazed his jersey. Mm-hmm. Foul. Mm-hmm. And those of y'all who know me, you know, I am a high school football and basketball official trying to get into college football, but I am an official in two sports. So this is my sixth year doing it. And one thing that I've said, and you've, you've rarely heard me do it is get on the officials or down talk the officials because now that I do it at a high level, I understand how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll never hear me say, oh, God, the refs suck. Mm-hmm. You know because I know how and tough it is. Usually, that's now. the that's the default BS from the fans right. when their team loses. Mm-hmm. All the refs, this right. that, and the other. Nobody does it more than Rockets fans right. for some reason. Uh, but, <laughs> but this one, yeah. It, I, listen, I, I got nothing. I, as a matter of fact, I cape for refs because right. again, I understand how difficult it is. You can watch the game on TV, and you got super slow mo. 50 times from 50 different angles. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can say, oh, th- that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But when that game is in front of you, and I, like I said, I do it at the high school level. Mm-hmm. When that game is in front of you, you have no clue how fast that game moves, football and basketball. I think they just called a foul on Jason Tatum for clicking <laughs> on the NBA website. <laughs> he clicked on the Heat logo and got called for a foul. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. And there was man. another one where I think uh, Jimmy Butler shot a – Oh man, that was oh he was this far from his arm. Yeah, he he, he like he didn't even touch the hairs on his arm. It was just like you can see like you can see the space between his hand and Jimmy's hand, like literally. And it was like and Jimmy of course sold it a little bit. Of course, I'm not mad at Jimmy. Yeah, I'm not mad at Jimmy. You do what you're supposed to do. You're trying to stay alive, you know. And but some of those calls were just yeah bad. Yeah, just bad. And speaking of fighting for your life, um. I, and I'm going to get on you every time somebody do it. Mr. Harden, sir. <laughs> can, can I talk to you for just a second? Mm. Just just one second. I want to talk to you. 3-2. On the road. Mm-hmm. You're on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler basically said, give me the ball and get the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. We not going home. Mm-hmm. 47. I think it was a 47. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was that his final? I total? think it was forty-seven. Forty-seven points. That's what a superstar does. Yep. That and then I got this. I, move. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. And they couldn't do nothing with him. Nope. That's how it's done, sir. That's how it's done. Jason Tatum showed you last round, mm-hmm. and now uh, he shows you this round. Al Horford has been a bigger contributor in the twenty twenty two NBA playoffs than James Harden. Argue with me. For what? Yeah. For what? So that's how it's done. Um, like I said, Tony Romo with a nappy beard. Man. Great in the pro in the pre in regular season. In the playoffs. 
Yeah. So the game is in Miami mm. and Boston. Ugh. Y'all should have got it done. I should have got man. it done. Now, first of all, let me let me let me take it a step back. Shout out to Boston for making a one hell of a comeback. Mm-hmm. Because when I turned it on, I was busy running around yesterday. But when I got home and turned the game on, they were down by I think fourteen, mm-hmm. and they actually came back and took the lead. Mm-hmm. But my uh, and shout out to Kyle Lowry too. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry that three through, he yeah, hit was big. That was massive. That was big. And that, I mean. That's what he does. Yeah. He got a ring. Yep. He, he know what it's like. Yep. P.J. Tucker got a ring with the Bucks last year. He know what it's like. Yeah, I know. I know. I, you got something to say about that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, I, I, I'm not hating on P.J., but I, I'm just, I have an appreciation for six foot six untalented guys getting paid. I wish that could happen to me, too. I'm, I, I fit the credentials. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but no, I mean, he just, you know. And I, I tweeted out last night because I, I had to bust a, a Scott Van Pelt's balls. He was like, we'll be right back. He was hosting Sports Center Live. Right, right. We'll be right back with one of the stars of the Miami Heat. They come back with P.J. Tucker. And I'm like, bro, you said star and P.J. Tucker in, in the, the same, same sentence, sentence, man. That's like, that's like saying bodybuilder and Luther Vandross mm-hmm. in the same sentence. Like, <laughs> he didn't even – no, bro, no. Stop doing that, man. He he's a, He's a decent role player. He does – what he's paid to do, but you know, you still got a lot of people out there. That, that, that he's one of those guys, kind of like Patrick Beverly. Like you get gassed up way too much. Bro. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you a passenger in the back of the car. You shouldn't be hollering at the girl, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's talk about um, the backlash that Dream. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the backlash that Draymond Green is getting mm. for saying. Uh, I know you saw in the post game interview when he said, yeah, "We're playing Boston." It's Boston. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. said, we're playing Boston. Yeah. And now Udonis Haslam speaks up. Oh, man. He he went against the code. He gave them the lock. He gave them the old uh, uh, bullet, bulletin board bullet material. Bulletin material. And everybody thought that Miami was done. They beaten up. They're on the road. They're up against the ropes. They're down 3-2. Hobbled. You know, everybody on it. All of the major players on the team got some type of nagging injury they're dealing with. But, man, did they underestimate Jimmy. Man, and he said it. I, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. He said, "I got to do better." He and channeled his he inner Kobe better. last night. He yep. had a he had a Mamba moment last night from all over the court. All Just, over, there was nothing on they the could defense do with him. side of the ball too. Made plays. Yeah, yep. There was nothing they could do with him. Man. Yeah, there was nothing they could do with him, yeah. and he made it happen. And I, like you said, I ain't gonna lie. I was I said the same thing. I'm like, they're done. Mm-hmm. They looked tired. They looked fatigued. They looked overwhelmed. They looked overmatched mm-hmm. in game uh, five. So I thought they were done too. Mm-hmm. But I think they they went back because this. You remember this is a team that had their hearts broken a couple of years ago. Uh, in the bubble, the Heat. Yeah, yeah, in the bubble. Yeah. And I think they channeled that. They like, hold on, wait, no, 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 no. No, we've been down here before. We've been we've been here before, and we didn't get it done. I'll be damned. Like, no, we we yeah, we're gonna fight a little harder. So yeah. they they dug in and. Man, they showed a lot of grit last night, man. They lost that old sorry team in the bubble. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that old sorry. Mm-hmm. They got lucky. Right, yeah. that, that old lucky. Mm-hmm. That old lucky team they got in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Magic got lucky how many times against you? Mm-hmm. Okay. First, first of all, I, I'm going to oh, go there. Here we go. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Here we go. We should have been the first team to three-peat. That was a foul. We got cheated in the 88, bro. It was, it was the correct call. You, you said you're the official. Then, then you said you cake for official. You need to cake for officials now. This is that was definitely the correct call. That sir. was a horrible. The call. basketball determined the fate as it should. But they say the ball don't lie. That the was ball the, told the 
Complete Complete and total truth. (laughs) The Los Angeles Lakers were champions that year, sir. That's that's what the ball said. Bro, the the champagne (laughs) was in. I I, I remember hearing Isaiah Thomas talk about it. I remember showing showing that shop. They had all the champagne in the locker room, and they had the, the little plastic... Um, they had the covered, lockers covered. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Isaiah Thomas and said, "Nobody took a sip of that damn nope. champagne." Isaiah Thomas said, "When we're walking back to the tunnel, they walk we by and see saw them taking it down. Take they we saw <laughs> no. He said, as we're walking through the tunnel to get to the locker room, we see them wheeling the champagne out of our locker room. <laughs> we get in the locker room and we see them pulling the plastic off our lockers. Won't be needing that, buddy. God dang it! And <laughs> I knew it." And remember, Isaiah was hurt going yep. into Game Seven. Yep. I was like, Game Seven, we 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 done. And Isaiah was hurt, but yep. we should have through. That's okay. We came back eighty nine ninety, got it done. But hey, payback is a mug because Magic was hurt in the eighty nine. I mean, in the ninety finals. Mm-hmm. So 89, 89, 89, 90, 90, 90, we yeah. beat, 90 we beat ninety. We beat Portland. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's go back to the Warriors, man. Um, shout out to Clay Thompson, man. Mm-hmm. Um. All that he's been through All the past been two through. years. Yeah. Yeah, two devastating Major injuries. injuries. Yeah. Uh then he had he was out with COVID for a while. Yep. Um that's already enough to go through rehab and all that just to get back in shape to come back to begin with. Then you go through all that. Then you go through basically you still got the nucleus of the team there, of course, with Dre and uh, uh, Draymond and uh and Curry. And Stephen, yeah. But you've got other parts now. So you gotta go back and try to fit your way back into Rotation with these guys and man, he's he that that's that's Clay that's Clay Thompson team right now. Think don't, so? Don't 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 tell Aisha Curry that, but that's, mm. that's Clay that's Clay team. Right now. You think and so? It is a damn crime that he did not get the Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP. I was just about award. to ask you that. It's a damn crime. That was Clay Award. We all know Steph is more marketable because mm-hmm. Clay Clay don't smile. Clay don't do the stupid subway commercials. You know he's he's not a people he he he's an ass kicker he's not an ass kisser. You know I, I got a perfect perfect analogy for Clay and Steph. They often get and not again not to make it a Pistons thing, but they often are compared to Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas, mm-hmm. who before them was mm-hmm. the greatest backcourt to ever play together. Mm-hmm. Right, Isaiah Thomas, big smile, big personality. That's a perfect analogy. Big That's smile, perfect. big personality. Yep. Always got something to say. Everybody loves him. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. You wouldn't recognize his voice if you heard it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. That Clay and Steph are Isaiah and Joe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Joe Dumars is a Hall of Famer too. I couldn't tell you what his voice sounds like. Ex- if you, exactly, I know Isaiah. Exactly. Yeah, Joe Dumars is also a Hall of Famer. Right. Joe Dumars has the same two rings Isaiah Thomas got. Mm-hmm. Joe Dumars also has the Finals MVP, mm-hmm. but you don't hear nobody talk about nope. it. Nope, because he wasn't marketable. Right. That's Clay and Steph. And all that trash that Isaiah talk about Jordan. It was Dumars that was holding Jordan, not you. Correct. And Jordan we, admitted that. Us old heads remember. Yes. Jordan he said. He gave Jordan a little, little proud. He, he made Jordan work hard. Jordan said. Jordan still was Jordan, but I mean, he made him work hard for it. He said the two people that gave him the most hell on defense were Vernon Maxwell and Joe Dumars. Yeah. He said, and of course, we played them more because they were in our division. Yeah. So we played them six, eight times a year. Yeah. He said Joe was the person that made him work the yeah. hardest. And then Joe didn't have a dominant big. So like Vernon Maxwell had the luxury of the greatest interior defensive big man of all time. You can't go to the paint with 34 down there. Think so? Hell no. You you think he's the greatest the, defensive big man what? ever? What? See, he wasn't even 6'10". Six, six, 
That's, and that's true. All them block shot, man. Uh, no, no, boy. That's true. Don't forget, man. Don't, don't, man. Put some respect on Team Lajuan, bro. Like, where, where you put Matumbo? He ain't. He wasn't the king. Matumbo <laughs> was just tall as hell. Like he had to, he had to arc your jump shot to get over his tall right. ass. A team right. Lajuan come out of nowhere. Like yeah. he was like some type of serial killer. Like he just. Came out Block your shot Like yeah. that block he had on Rod Strickland man oh, Come man. on man Get that Ain't no way hell son. a dude that size Supposed to catch up with a guy that much smaller that, that And he blocked down. that yeah. damn shot To the cheap seats yeah. Like yeah. Somebody got a souvenir off of that man like, that's, a, that's a good point yeah. When we talk about the king Because they call him a 7 footer Yeah We've seen him in person No. Nah. Like you said, 16, 16 6'11", yeah. tops. Yeah. But he ain't nowhere near seven right. feet. No. Nowhere Never near was. He's tall as yeah. a mug, but he ain't seven feet. But but to to to, to kind of segue just a little bit, y'all Houston people stop lying about that Vernon Maxwell shit. I like Vernon. I think Vernon is well, I met Vernon. Vernon is an awesome you interviewed Vernon. Vernon is an awesome guy. He is hella funny. I wish he would do a podcast one day because I think he got a lot of stories to tell. He li- he still live in Houston, right? Yeah. And I love I love following him on Twitter because we'll he rip Utah's ass up every chance he get. That man get up, drinks a coffee, and talk shit about Utah. <laughs> like I love it. Y'all stop lying about him shutting down Jordan. Oh no, that's a damn lie. That nope. is a look at me. It is a damn lie. Mm-mm. When you say that Vernon Maxwell shut down. Jo- Michael Jordan does Michael Jordan baby. Nobody shut down. Not even Joe Dumart. Nobody, Nobody shut down shut Michael Jordan. Jordan down. Now he had did not was not able to go to the rack like he was because you had big thirty four down there you had to worry about. You saw what happened to him when he went to San Antonio mm-hmm. and he played against Jordan. Don't take my word for it. Look at the numbers. When he, I think he was a Sacramento or whatever, whatever team he was. Like, oh, Jordan just, just destroyed his ass after that. But yeah. like, y'all You're st- talking about Lajuan? No, Vernon Maxwell. Oh, Maxwell. Yeah, uh, yeah Sacramento. Y'all stop, stop, stop the lie, stop the lie. He did, he did a good job against Jordan. He made Jordan work hard. If you fixed your lips to say Vernon Maxwell shut down Michael Jordan, I will slap you in the mouth. That's a damn lie, Michael. <laughs> and here's the thing: he ever stuck thirty five against Vernon Maxwell too. You want to go look the stats up? And let me tell you another misnomer that you Houston people and well, not Houston people because you're a Houston person. Houston Rockets fans mm-hmm. like to tell Ray. <laughs> <laughs> you all gonna pick on you, man. No, yeah. Ray ain't like that. Yeah. He's a he's a good rocket. Yeah, my, my rocket shout out Ray. to our, our, our ex teammate Rocket Ray Ray Bell, my guy. Um, so they say that well. Jordan retiring in that we know that the reason Ooh. the Rockets got their championships, and I'm gonna say it. Oh, this is a hot one right here. Is because Michael Jeffrey Jordan decided he didn't want to play in '94 and '95. He won championships in '91, '92, '93. He leaves in '94 and '95. He comes back and wins '97, '96, '97, '98. What makes you think he wasn't going to win it in 94 and 95 hey, Q, too? Can we turn the air conditioner down here? It just got hot up in here. What makes you Man, think he here, wouldn't bro. have done the same thing? Hold on, I got more. <laughs> I got more. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was the 94 they beat the Knicks. Mm-hmm. 95 they beat the Magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. They say in the 94 season, because being East and West, they only play each other twice a year, mm-hmm. a home and away. They say, well, we beat the Bulls both times in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Guess what? 98, 
when the Bulls beat the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz beat the Bulls in both of those regular seasons too. Mm-hmm. So what's your point? Mm-hmm. Regular season, and then they're, they're also this is another rebuttal that that they're gonna have. Cause we're gonna we're gonna post this on social. We're gonna Absolutely. post this segment on social media. I Absolutely, would, I would, we want to hear from y'all on this because we're gonna go back and forth on this. Rockets fans will say, "Well, Jordan was back in the league for the last championship because they got beat by Orlando the year that the the, the Rockets swept the Magic." Right. Michael Jordan played like 15, 16 games that right. year, bro. He, he wasn't even number twenty three. He wasn't even he number was forty five or whatever. Michael Jordan was he wasn't even in baseball shape because he sucked at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan was drinking beers, smoking, smoking cigars, cigars, riding around in a bus that he bought for his sorry ass double A team. Admittedly. Yeah. And he said, you know what? Eh, this is the baseball thing working out. Eh, let me go back to the league. And he came back like towards the end of the season. Yep. He was not in basketball shape. Yep. I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just I'm keeping it real. That's why you have the offseason. That's why you prepare for the season. He had no season preparation. Nope. And they still went, was it to the to the conference finals? Yeah. They still That's, went to the conference finals. Orlando final. beat them in, I think, seven. Six, six or seven. They went to the conference finals, bro. And Jordan won hundred percent. You saw what happened when he got him a full offseason under him. Three more. And Three he more. walked out still on top. They probably would have got four or five or six. Probably at least at least four if they would have kept that Rodman, um, Pippen, Pimp. and Jordan unit together. We all saw the last and Cody and Tony Kukos. Yeah, and Phil Jackson. Yeah. Well, Phil's still there, yeah. but I mean, yeah. th- there was it, like I said, there was no reason to believe they wouldn't have done the same thing in ninety four and ninety five. Right. Now, do I believe they would have been some great series? Probably would have been the best series that they played. Utah was some good series. Mm-hmm. But the Utah, the Jazz and the Rockets kind of mirrored each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a, a dominant big man in um, uh, Olajuwon and Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think Utah was better, at, definitely better at the point guard position. No shot. No, no question. No shade. No against Kenny, No shade against Kenny Smith. No, no question. But um, Kenny Smith, Mama will tell you, John Stockton. <laughs> like, come on. So I like Kenny. Great guy. Yeah, you ain't Stockton, dog. And and then people say, well, Olajuwon would have. Uh, killed uh, Bill Winnington and all those guys. You are absolutely, absolutely correct. Right. But what about the rest what of them? What about the rest <laughs> of them? Just, we had this conversation. Um, what are you going to do with Pippen? And for damn sure, what you going to do with 23? We had this conversation last week about the Pistons and the Lakers. Remember we said, going into the, the 04 Pistons said, we going to do what we can with Shaq. Mm-hmm. We going to let Kobe get his. Mm-hmm. We going to shut everybody else down. Mm-hmm. Four to one. Series. And then it would have been the same thing. We didn't even talk about Tony Kukoc, who's on the bench. Hall of Famer, by the way. Hall of Famer, by the way. And I'll, so. I'll go look up the Naismith Hall of Fame so you can understand why he's the Hall of Famer. Not yeah. the NBA Hall of yeah. Fame. There's, no such, There's thing no such thing as, as the NBA, NBA Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Naismith Hall of Fame. There's no such thing as the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, it's the, the pro, pro football, football Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. So great point. Yeah. So you had all of that those weapons. And you even had Ron Harper, who was a perennial. All, all, all NBA guy before he got hurt. Before he came to the Bulls. Well, well before he hurt his knee. And yeah, then, yeah, true. But when he came to the Bulls, he was the fifth option on that team. <laughs> this is a dude that just cranked out like 23, 24 points a game a couple years before wait, wait. he came to, to the Bulls. This is the guy. No, ain't like they ain't had weapons on that team, bro. Like, this is the guy who used to kill the Bulls when he was with Cleveland. Yes. 
He yep. ma- he used to kill yep. Jordan when he was in Cleveland, when they, and he was with the with the Clippers also. Yes, yeah, yes, Hollywood yep. Ron. Harper. They used Ron to call Har- him Hollywood Ron, Ron Harper. Harper. Yep, he he hurt his Don't knee. Act he like wasn't the same. Don't act like they ain't have good guys that couldn't score. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Steve Steve Kerr was not just a guy that he wasn't a tomato can either. That boy can shoot. What? What? Probably still can shoot. Yeah, you know. So yeah, just, just stop it. Stop. Stop the lie, man. So stop. To, to recap, two, <laughs> Rockets fans, two lies. I want you to stop immediately. Number one, stop lying about Vernon Maxwell shutting down Jordan. And number two, stop lying about the damn championships. Yes, you won them. We're grateful that that you won them. I'm happy for Kim Elijah won. Y'all wasn't gonna win them damn championships if Boy Jordan was in the league. Taking nothing away from you, because no you, nothing away. No, you shade. beat a good Knicks team and you beat a great the, Orlando Magic. Let me team. say it real slowly so you can understand. The Houston Rockets in '94 and '95 would not beat the Chicago Bulls in the final series. Nope. Run tell that. Nope. <laughs> yep. So speak. See the name. Bring it. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. And speaking of my real weak Italian accent, <laughs> shout out to my man Ray Liotta. Oh man, man. That, I ain't oh. Gonna, that was one that of one my hurt. favorites. That was one of my favorite actors, right? Man. And that's one of my favorite gifts to use when he right. laughs in Goodfellas. Yep, yep. Shout out to Ray Liotta, one man. of the underappreciated actors for man. sure. He does so much, man. And like. Even if it, like those who remember the, the Grand Theft Auto Vice City, His he voice. was the voice of Tommy Versetti. Yep, like man, he yep. was he was big. Shooters Joe Jackson, yeah, Good, Goodfellas is my yeah, favorite. Goodfellas, man. But if you if there was any mob movie, any Italian based movie, Ray Liotta he was, was one in of it. the greatest feeling actors that I can think of for sure. For sure, for sure. His ability to get into that that character, man. Oh, yep. And man, was that movie with him and Michael Douglas? He was the the cop, the dirty. I know what you're talking about. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna go watch. I'm watching that this weekend, man. I'm having a Ray Liotta weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Ray, man. Shout out to Ray, brother. Right, but let's get to your your Lakers, man. Yes, y'all got a new coach. Yes, y'all got a new coach. Yes, actually a former Pistons. Yeah, Duncan Darvin Ham. Yes, Duncan Darvin Ham. Yep, uh, born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, was on the Pistons 04 championship team that beat the Lakers, and now he is the you Lakers. You would bring that up, no, of course I would. And now he's the Lakers head coach. Yeah, talk about it. This is a guy that comes for the dirt. I'm I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. And for for a real quick second. You, you Lakers affiliates, not the fans, not the not the, the folks that have been around with her, Magic Worthy, uh, uh, Michael Cooper, you know, Kareem, not, Byron not, Scott. not y'all, Byron Scott, Kobe Shaq. Uh, no, not y'all. You Lakers affiliates. I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of y'all too. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Darvin Ham is going to do an outstanding job as the head coach of the LA Lakers. He's a guy who worked his way through the ranks. He's not a guy that just came out of nowhere and said, "Hey, I played uh, NBA basketball before. You want me to be a coach?" Look at look, look up this man's resume. Look at what he's done as an assistant coach. Literally, when he I'm was doing one that. of the integral coaches in the Milwaukee Bucks, turning their franchise around and winning a championship. He knows how to deal with superstars. He has some guy named Giannis, who, who gives him with. the credit for making him the yeah. player that he is. By yeah. the way, who developed him and helped him to get the did the most out of him. You got some. Power forward right now that has the potential and it's the potential potential starting to get a little stale, if that makes sense. So we mm-hmm. we kind of need somebody that's got a track record of 
you know, working with potential, turning potential in, 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 into fruition. Yeah. I, I think this guy's going to do a good job. So all of you Lakers affiliates, shut the hell up. You don't even know that Glenn Rice played for the Lakers before. Wow. And, so, got, and got chips. Yeah. Got chips so, with him. So shut up. We don't need y'all. Yeah. We'll so, let y'all know when to put your jersey back on and come back out. So check this out. <laughs> you talk like you, you, you alluded to it. Started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. This man's first coaching job in professional basketball, he was an assistant coach in the D League. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm not crapping on the D League, but when you're talking about the hierarchy of professional coaching, in 2008, this is 2022, mm-hmm. in 2008, this man started off as an assistant in the D League for the Albuquerque Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. Then he got on as their head coach. And then Mike Brown brought – he used to coach with the Lakers now. Yeah, I know, Laker fans knew that. Mm-hmm. Lakers yeah. affiliates had no idea. Yep. So he uh, – He's coming, he coming back home. Yeah. Yeah. His Come, first real NBA job was with the Lakers. With Mike Brown. Those y'all affiliates. Yep. Y'all didn't even know that, did you? Nope. Yeah. Nope. And then check this out. After that, he goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Venezuela mm-hmm. and coaches. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to the Hawks. And then he went over to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. where, like like we just said, was an, an integral part of the in the development. And here's another thing. We talked about this before, too. People think Giannis is, is fresh in the league. No. Giannis had been in the league. He started young. Yeah. Right. Five, six years. You hadn't heard of Giannis until maybe three four or five years ago. Duncan Darvin. We used to call him Duncan Darvin Ham because he had bounce. Man. Darvin Ham had if crazy y'all have a chance, Go look up that video of him breaking that backboard. Crazy bounce. Man. Yeah. First of all, being a from a Michigan guy, I've seen him in person. For the dude's calves was like this. Yeah. Dude. He he he, was a, he looked like a football player if you see him in person. Mm-hmm. He was a big dude and he had crazy bounce, man. Mm-hmm. So Giannis gives him a lot of the credit for his defense. And here's the thing, and this goes to show you, Darvin Ham averaged two points in his NBA career, and he had a long NBA career. He played for what's that, ninety seven through two thousand eight. So 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. 11 seasons in the NBA. That's average two points a game. Yeah. But one of the great, and I can say that now, one of the greatest power forwards we've ever seen, Giannis Antetokounmpo, gives him the credit for his development. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? Right. The man can coach. Right. The man can coach. And right. he finally got his shot. Right. So um, shout out to Duncan Darvin, man. So while we're on I'm, the subject. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait for the. And it, I've been saying this for the longest. If, don't don't take my word for it. Go to my Twitter. It's time for a new breed coaches. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to, to the, the, the current coaches. It's time for some of y'all to, to, to phase out. Yeah. You know, the 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 Mike D'Antoni's, the Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle the Mike Browns. You try so many different times. It just ain't work. It just wasn't meant to be, bro. Game is passing you by, the man. Game is passing you by. It's time to same move on. Let the new folks take over. Same thing with the NFL. The only game that ain't really changing is baseball. Right. But you have a breed of, of coaches out there in the ranks that it's this this time for them to get their shots. Yeah. Sam Cassell, Mario Ellie. Yeah. Um no, Darvin Ham is Dar- Darvin Ham is now one of them. Yep. Darn Staley. Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw. Darn Staley. Yeah. It's time to break that barrier, bro. Yeah. 
She ready. Yeah. She ready. Yeah. And she would command the respect of an NBA locker room. 100%. No 100%. question. 100%. She's been there. She's done it. And see, here's the thing. Only people who has never played sports on a higher level say that, oh, well, a woman can't coach men's sports because the men won't respect them. That's a lie That's from the pit of hell. Yes. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. If she Ask them guys how they feel about Becky Hammond in mm-hmm. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. If she knows what she's doing, and she knows what she's talking about. Them guys are going to listen. If Popovich would have retired sooner, she would. She, she would have been his. Job. She would have been his replacement for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, and it would have been no problems. Yeah, yeah. Only people who don't play sports think that. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. We 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 both men. Mm-hmm. But it we interviewed the first female coach in the NFL. Right. And just the conversation I had with her made hey, me respect I her. her. I play for her in a heartbeat. Yep. If she know what she talking, she know what she know what she talking about. She know what she talking about. Yep. Same thing we say about you know uh, gays in the league and all this. Can you play? Yeah. We met Michael Sam in L.A. Yeah. And he, I guess he thought we was gonna be kind of act weird toward him when we met him. We was like, Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, fam? Yeah. You still living in Texas? Bet. Come on, come on through and be on the show. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he been there. Mm-hmm. wasn't very successful, mm-hmm. but he got there. Mm-hmm. We respect that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with same thing with the women's coaches. She paid her dues and she got there. Same right. thing with now as an official, Sarah Thomas, mm-hmm. the first female official in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now I I know what it takes to get there. Much respect, sis. Much respect. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, yeah. We we don't play that game here. No. If you can do the job, we don't care what you do in your right. bedroom or what your gender is. If right. you can do the job, you can do the job. Right. You know. So. One thing I want to uh, get on with, we got a few minutes left, to go back to the uh, Uvalde thing, uh, a result of that was um, Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler, uh, uh, um, God, who is this man mad? This is the Giants. Mm -hmm. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler said he's going to sit out the national anthem as a result. Uh Uh-oh. As a result. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Uh Oh, okay. He said... Because of the state of our country, and it goes back to what you were saying about the gun laws and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, lawmakers not doing what we think they should be doing, he's going to sit out the national anthem. Let's see if he get the. Let's see if they keep that same. Let's see energy. if he get that same smoke. Let's see. If, let's see if he got the same energy. What you got on that? Yeah, because remember, it's all about the respect for the military. And our American flag and our American values. How dare you disrespect our flag? Disrespect America. Where's that same energy at now? I can't I, wait. I can't. I ain't hear. I ain't hear nothing about it till now. When's their next game? I'm gonna make sure I, I, I bookmark that so I can watch. Let's see. Let's, I'm gonna make let's, sure. Let's see, we 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 hear about that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's see. see if he get canceled. Yep. Let's let's see if they keep that same energy mm-hmm. for him and mm-hmm. they play today. At three o'clock, perfect. So this will be the first. He just said it last night. So this will be the first game yeah, where he perfect. actually. And he said he's not going to kneel because you know in baseball they come out the dugout and stand mm-hmm. on the on the line, mm-hmm. third, second, and uh, third and first base line. Mm-hmm. He said he's going to stay respectfully. He's going to peacefully protest and respectfully stay in the dugout doing the national anthem. First of all, shout out. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we're gonna see if they keep that same energy. No, we already know you're not, but. I want to see, see it. it. Y'all better. Yeah. Because if y'all don't, y'all don't want to miss after further review next week if Man. y'all don't. Which actually, I'm I'm a bit surprised that it's been surprisingly quiet. Because you know that uh, Colin Kaepernick worked out for the Raiders. For the Raiders. Yeah, I'll, I'll forget that. You're yeah. right. 
Cap got to work out with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now, was it a facade? Possibly. Maybe. maybe. But did they give him a shot? They did. <clears throat> they did. They still haven't said whether or not they're going to sign him to a yeah. contract. Um, I think there's probably some debate. You know, if they are interested in signing him, there's probably some debate internally. Okay, if we're going to make the decision to bring him in, how do we deal with the the, the PR? How do we deal with the media? How do we deal with the you know the backlash? It's going to happen. It's the Raiders. Yeah, that's the perfect place for him yeah. to go. Right. It would have been two places that well, they would never take him. First of all. But the Patriots, mm-hmm. because Belichick will shut all of that down, mm-hmm. and the Raiders, because that's what the Raiders do. Mm-hmm. That's what the Raiders do. And we've talked about this before. The Raiders have always been riders. They've been the most, besides the Steelers that I can think of, they've been probably the one of the most progressive sports organizations. They, they hired the first black NFL head coach, Art Shell. They hired the first Hispanic uh, head coach. Tom Flores. Tom Flores. Um, so, and then they have a woman... Um, in, his, in the his, front office, his front office yep. executive position. I can't recall exactly yep. what our title is, but you know, as an organization, they've been very progressive. You know, similar to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if anybody's going to do it, it's them. I think they're in a city that Las Vegas is a pretty. They're they're very diverse city very, and very liberal too. Very liberal city, and a lot of people that they don't they don't live there per se. Like that's true. That's not really their home. Yeah. So I think I think he, it could work in that market. He's going to get hell. He's going to catch hell on the road, but. In in the city, I think he'll be he'll be fine. I don't so, think he cares. Yeah, I, I do. I think he's I in a place he where, where he doesn't care. Right. First of all, to do what he did. He oh can, yeah, he, he don't he care. don't care. Right, he can't care. But and I think but I would I would be but, excited to see him go to a training camp and see what he's got left. I, yeah. I you know I do think in all fairness, you know when he left the 49ers, he did not suck. You no, need to go back and look at his stats. No, you cannot tell me that over over the course of the past five years that he has been better than some of these sorry-ass quarterbacks that keep getting contracts. Bro. Bro. <laughs> now, the reality of it is he's 34. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, he, he was a mobile quarterback that had a good arm, mm-hmm. but he wasn't known for his arm. Mm-hmm. So a 34-year-old mobile quarterback that hasn't played in, what, six years? Mm-hmm. 2017? Mm-hmm. That hadn't played in six years? I don't know. Well, we'll see. But as a backup, give him a I shot. Mean, give him a shot. As yeah. a backup, I think he can provide some value. You know, he still can give. You know, the the backup quarterback they're most valuable in the film room and practice. Correct. And Correct. he can because there are a lot of mobile quarterbacks in the league now. For the scout team purposes, he would be very damn good because mm-hmm. he can emulate a lot of the things in practice that they're going to see on Sunday. And here's the thing. The and in a pinch, I mean, he can he can step in yeah. and, you know, lead That's the team for see. a game or two. Now, yeah. all, all we've seen him do is throw to receivers. In T-shirt and shorts. In T-shirt and shorts right. with no, no pass rush, no pads on, no equipment. I want to see if he can still get out of the pocket when that, uh, when that pocket breaks down. Mm-hmm. I want to see if he can still uh, throw the ball on the run. I want to see if he still can, can take a hit. Because mm-hmm. like I said, he's 34, he ain't played in six years. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. And if he can't, and now, if he can't, if he fails, if he can't, just like Tim Tebow. Right. He got his shot with Jacksonville. Tebow got his shot. He, he, he sucked. It. And they cut him. Yeah. But guess what? I'm sure he can sleep at night now. Yep. Because he's like, hey, I had my shot. I didn't yeah. make it. Same with Cap. Yep. Hey, give him a shot. If he fails. <laughs> Tebow. He fails. <laughs> if he fails, he fails. But get a man a shot. Yeah. Get a man a shot. So, and, um. I think we I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but to go back to uh the Raiders to close that out, 
uh, we were talking about it in Vegas. I remember when we, me, you, and Cliff was in the car. Mm-hmm. The Art Al Davis was the first writer mm-hmm. for blacks and minorities because he hired the first uh, Hispanic head coach as well. He was the first writer in the NFL. He was the first one to grab his nuts and say. Uh, the Raiders went somewhere. This was back in the AFL days. Right, they right. went somewhere, and the hotel owner said, well, your Negroes can't stay here. Mm-hmm. Al Davis said, well, I tell you what. If all of my players can't stay in the same hotel, not only are we not going to stay here, we ain't playing tomorrow. Mm. Guess what? Guess where the black players stayed? At that hotel. At that hotel. Yep. So shout out to Al Davis, man. Yep. Shout out to Al Davis for 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 having the balls to do that in the sixties. Right. When it was definitely not Yeah. It might have been the seventies. It was definitely frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So right. that's that with that, man. Um it's been a good show. It's been a good show. Uh I think I think this one was fire. Yeah. So uh still hot in here. Still hot in here. <laughs> still hot in here. So check this out. As y'all know, we no longer stream live on social media. Uh, but you can still catch after further review on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Yes. Um, uh, iHeart, iTunes, iRadio, Google, Apple, you Amazon, name it. Amazon yep. everywhere. And of course, you can go to the Believe Network. That's B L E A V dot com. Search BTP. And you got to be very specific. BTP Sports, it'll come up. All right. And if you're not following us on social media, make sure you do so. We're on. Instagram at BTP underscore sports. We're on Facebook at BTP Sports Talk. We are right now on Twitter at BTP Sports, but that may change soon. But, and as I said, it's the Believe Network, BLEAV.com. And of course, you can catch all of our content on our YouTube channel, which is Bring the Pain Sports. Follow me on Instagram at Big M, not Instagram, at uh, Twitter at Big M Brock. You can follow the Great Sports Morpheus at the DA Great Sports Morpheus for the big the Great Sports Morpheus Q and the crew El Tejon uh, Mitchell Brock. Thank you for joining. We love you. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week. Have a very 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 happy Memorial Day weekend. I know we are. We having a pool party at the house tomorrow, and it's going down. Yes. All right. So thank you guys. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.